This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the Miami Fight Song, which means joining us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline here on Baskin of Phelps. Our friend of the show, he's from University School, he's from Northeast Ohio, if you watched the Super Bowl and then were smart like I was, you flipped over to the NFL Network and you saw Chris Rose doing the best postgame show in the biz. Chris, welcome. You should call that the best damn postgame show. Aha, well done. Thank you. Well See what done, he did Andy. there. I watched so much of your postgame show, it repeated on me. Congratulations. Yeah. It was fun. It was a fun one, no question. Uh, the best part was when... We were talking to Chris Jones. He was seated. Then Mecole Hardman came up to him, and, you know, they were chatting and all that. And we were talking about how Mecole started the season in New Jersey with the Jets, and he goes, don't remind me, don't remind me. And I said, it finished in the end zone, though, of the Super Bowl. And then Patrick Mahomes came up behind him, and he goes, hey, can I tell a story? Like I wouldn't I, like I was going to be the one who was going to be like, no, you know what, Patrick? No. Sorry, we don't have time. Thanks no. for dropping by. <laughs> Appreciate you. So that was good. And then he told us a story about how Michael Hardman didn't have any reaction after catching the game-winning touchdown because he blacked out. Which I still find interesting. I won't say I don't believe it because he just looked like he kind of scored a touchdown. He didn't realize he won the Super Bowl, Chris. True that. It was that fun. is true. But, um, yeah, it's always it's a blast when you get to – even for guys like the Chiefs and several of them have won now multiple rings and some in some cases have won three. You know, it's, it's the culmination of a really, really long season and a long battle, and particularly when they – you know, they all said that this is the one that means the most because of the fact that they were counted out and they had to grind to get to that one. I got a million questions. First of all, I just tell me about the experience. Like, how was Vegas different than other Super Bowls, and how much did you enjoy it? Well, when you live in Los Angeles, you're—I mean, you're fortunate. You can go to Vegas pretty much at any time of year, right? Right. If you want to hop in a car, you drive three and a half hours, and you're there. So the lure of, of Vegas itself is is different than I think for most people, which I get. Here's the thing: the 
Allegiant Stadium only seats a little bit more than 60,000, particularly when the Super Bowl's in town because so many of those seats have to be eaten up by specific people. Um, there were probably, I'm going to guess, between four and 500,000 additional visitors that did not have tickets to, to the game. So I wondered to myself, I was like, is huh. this really the weekend you'd want to go to Vegas where every price is jacked up, even if you just sat in a cab? You were already paying fifteen dollars just for the privilege. It was like a PSL for taxis, um, and so you know lines were ridiculously long and moving anywhere. I didn't even try to go to any of the parties. Um, first of all, I wasn't in town long enough to do it. I was only there Saturday to Monday, and then I was working Sunday, so I didn't. You know, it was like a school night for me. Uh, but it was, you know, I think that people probably had a great time. It'll definitely be a part of the rotation moving forward. We go New Orleans, San Francisco, L.A., and I'm not going to be shocked if the next time you have an open slot that it goes back to Las Vegas. That's interesting. Chris Rose joining us. The uh, The game itself I thought was, oh, boy, this isn't going real well. In the first half, it just wasn't very entertaining, and the second half more than made up for it. What, uh, what clicked for you in that second half, Chris? Because it, I thought it, the second half was terrific and, and great – by both teams. I thought they both did a nice job. Yeah, I, I, I could only imagine what a lot of the Swifties, who are relatively new to the sport, were thinking in the first half. They're like, holy smokes, get me to Usher, and then let's go. <laughs> like, I'm out. Um, That's true. So I thought, you know, the second half was was fascinating. Um, I, I felt all along that I kept looking at the score, and I was like, how isn't San Francisco up like 17 points. Yes. You know, I know that Pacheco had the big fumble inside the 10 that could have could have changed things for Kansas City, but I felt like uh, other than that, San Francisco is pretty much moving the ball at will, and Kansas City was having a really, really tough time. I mean, I thought the Niners' defense was exceptional uh, with the exception of two drives, and it ended up being really like the last two drives of the game for them, maybe the last three even. Um so, yeah, I mean, you know, Super Bowls are strange. You know, the first half you can barely remember, and it just wasn't super exciting. There weren't a ton of wow moments as opposed to last year where we just had scoring all over the place. But that's okay. I mean, it, the, the last – I'll let you know a little kind of peel back the curtain stuff. We're, we're watching the, the game in the green room right. so I can listen – the broadcast and see all the angles and stuff like that. I don't ever want to watch it in person. It doesn't help me get ready for a show. But with two minutes to go, we have to go line up in the tunnel. So what I do is I put the game on my phone and I'm listening through an earbud while, you know, being herded with the rest of the media and we have to check in and all that stuff. But with two minutes to go, there's also an in-house feed monitor. It's not nearly as good as the CBS broadcast. They have limited camera uses, but it's like 30 seconds ahead of the actual broadcast. So you have to kind of watch that yeah. in order to know what's going on. And there's two minutes to go. Well, we end up having overtime. So we're standing in the tunnel for 45 minutes to an hour instead of like 10 minutes to get onto the field. But it was, it was there was some crazy stuff that was happening, big swings, ebbs and flows and – all sorts of stuff, man. All right, overtime. What'd you think? Yep. I, I like, I mean, other than the fact that you're, you know, when you start playing all these long overtimes, I'm sure the players are, are concerned about injury and, and extending the game. But 
I got to be honest. I liked it, and I, I I'm listening to criticism about whether the Niners should have taken the ball or not. I. I don't see anything wrong with what Kyle Shanahan did. So you tell me your thoughts on overtime. Did it work uh, the way it should work? And do you think you'll see any tweaks to this? I, I thought it it worked out great, to be honest with you. Um, I don't have a problem with how we've advanced overtime in recent years um, with the rules changes. You know, I know that Shanahan's getting blasted, but at the time I turned to uh, one of our producers, Sean Kopalakis, when we got to overtime and I said, what do you do if you win the toss? I said, particularly if you're the Niners, you just gave up a game time drive. The defense I'm sure is just gassed beyond belief. I said, do you take the ball if you win or do you not? Because if you, if you win the toss, I would think you'd want to know what you have to do. You know, do you have to at least get a field goal? Do you have to score a touchdown? What do you have to do? Now, obviously, Shanahan wasn't privy to the information that if they had scored a touchdown on their drive and Kansas City had scored a touchdown, that the Chiefs were going to go for two, which is what's leaked out now, right? Um, I understand why he put his offense out there. I, re- I, I do. I, I get it. I know people are grilling him, but they looked exhausted. And I've heard several players say, well, it doesn't matter. It's the Super Bowl. You go, well, it does matter. Because if guys are physically and emotionally exhausted, you can't just tell them, okay, don't be tired. Like, that's not – sure, that makes sense in a non-realistic world, but they're going to be tired. And the Niners did exactly what they wanted to do until that third down. They took seven and a half minutes off the clock. It gave their defense a chance to regroup, grab a breather, reset emotionally and physically they just didn't score the touchdown and when that didn't happen then his decision became stupid right it was the the result that made it not right not the thinking that made it was a little bit like dan campbell's decisions in the nfc championship i didn't have a problem with the first one where he went for it on fourth down at the beginning of the third quarter i did late in the game because i I just felt like that's where you need to really tie it up. But you understand what I'm saying? Like the thought Absolutely, process yeah. wasn't as bad as the result. Sometimes results, and I know we're in a results business, but I mean, really, is that the way we're going to judge everything? Like, man, that's a tough way to go through life, I think. And, and Chris, if his defense is able to make a stop on a fourth and one, he's a genius anyway, right? Right. I mean, at, at the end of the day, yes. But, you know, I mean, there's, that's why Mahomes is great right yep. now, man. He True. can beat you with his legs when he needs to. He did it several times in the playoffs. And he obviously he was their team's leading rusher yet again in, an, in another playoff game. It's, it's the aspect that we don't think about or talk about with Mahomes, but it needs to be front and center. It's not only his ability to throw the ball wherever he wants, and that, and beat you with his brain because he's just at another level right now than most quarterbacks. Um, but he's going to beat you when he needs to. He doesn't have to be Lamar where he runs a 4-2, but I don't care if he's got a dad bod. Nobody's catching him. Nobody's stopped him yet. It's really true. Chris Rose joining us from the NFL Network. You're hearing all kinds of dynasty talk, three Super Bowls yep. in five years. I, I think this is a dynasty, Chris, and it could only get even more of a dynasty. Would, wouldn't you say they've already qualified for that? 
Yes, I, I would. In today's football world where guys, I mean, they had to get rid of Tyreek Hill two years ago. They mm-hmm. just knew they weren't going to be able to afford him. And they decided to keep the rest of their group together and let him go. And this was supposed to be the year. What was the talk at the beginning of the season in the AFC? My God, look at all the quarterbacks we've got. Now we've got Aaron Rodgers. We've got a more seasoned Lamar, Allen, Burrow, Herbert. Deshaun Watson is now playing a full season. Uh, You know, two is going to be better in his second year under Mike McDaniel. So it, it was all of these guys in this conference. And then we started watching play and we saw how Kansas City's offense was struggling and how in the back half of the year they lost five of eight regular season games. And we said, okay, well, they're going to win the division, but they're never going to be able to ro- win a playoff game on the road. It, Mahomes hasn't had to do it. And they're certainly not going to be able to win two if they have to do that. Well, they did it. They did it. The year they weren't supposed to do it, they did it again. And, you know, I guess, the, I don't know. Maybe we're never going to learn our lesson, but the guy's 28 years old. Yes, you can win in this league when you've got a maxed out deal and then some, when your quarterback is the highest paid player in the league. And they've done it. They've done it. Why? Because they've drafted well on defense. They've, dra- you know, Jeff, you and I got into it last week about the defense. Look at what they've done. Look at how well they've played and how young they are. It's done it. They've done it because they've nailed picks. And Chris, I, I think you're right about that. And I thought their defense was much improved. I'm just looking for them this coming year because my my point was though they didn't all work, they keep throwing assets to Patrick Mahomes, and you've got to keep doing that if you're them, don't you? You got to make sure your defense stays strong. But man, you put some skill position players around <clears throat> that guy. Give him a couple of wide receivers this year, Chris, and look out. I mean, it could last yeah, a I mean, long time. In the in the last two Super Bowls, look at the guys he's thrown touchdown passes to. Yeah. Michael Hardman, MVS, yep, Elvis Cantley, Kadarius Tony, and Sky Moore. The last two guys who scored touchdowns last year couldn't even get on the field for the Super Bowl this yeah. year. Sky Moore was active, but I didn't see him play. <clears throat> so it just goes to show you that. There are different ways to build your team, particularly when you've got the best player in the NFL. And I think they put an extraordinary amount of pressure on him this year. I really do. And I can't imagine he was happy about it. I think he's more relieved than pleased, although he is. I mean, he's such a good dude, man. I can't tell you enough. Like, there aren't enough superlatives to to talk about how wonderful he is. Like, just not as a player. I know he had the whiny face going a little bit this year and was bitching at referees and stuff like that. I don't care about that. He has got his stuff together, and dudes like him. They gravitate toward him, and he is the perfect face of this sport. I was just I was just going to say the same thing, Chris. He's, he's, the, he's the face of the league, and, and you went there. I, I agree completely. One thing that I think was hammered home to me, as if we didn't already know it, but – watching Mahomes, even watching Brock Purdy. It's all about Deshaun Watson here in Cleveland. If he can become yep. what it is that we expected him to be when the Browns picked him up, <clears throat> Browns are right there. They have a, ch- they have a chance to compete, and, and I can't wait to see if he can pull it off. And if they can't, I can't wait to see what they do. 
Yeah, I mean, this is on this is on him. A lot of it is on him. He's going to have to play exceptionally well now that his cap number goes from the low 20s to mid-60s, um, barring you know some sort of adjustment. He's got to play exceptionally well, right? The reason the Chiefs are having a parade right now as we speak is because Patrick Mahomes played at least to his cap number, if not higher than. And he didn't have a great regular season. He really didn't. But when it was on, it was on. And he threw one interception in the postseason, and that was an overthrow in the Super Bowl. Not a misread, nothing, just an overthrow on his part. He played great football when it mattered most. And Deshaun, whether we like it or not, he's going to have to be great. He has to play the way he did against Baltimore in the second half. He has to play the way that he did against Tennessee in the third game of the season. If he plays like he did at some other times in his 12 starts, it's not going to be good enough. And he's not – I'm not saying anything he doesn't know, nor the Browns know. I mean, they've changed part of their offensive staff, I think, to make this thing work the best way they know how. And um, that means they're going to have to continue to – this is a deep receiver draft. We've talked about it. Watch when we're at the Combine in, in less than two weeks. Watch this wide receiver class. You're going to hear Daniel Jeremiah be effusive in his praise about it. Go find some guys we can get either in rounds two or three that can help immediately because we do need it. Chris, there are six, seven names maybe at wide receiver in the free agent group that you think, boy, wouldn't you love to get those guys? Do you think the Browns have a shot at those guys? And would those guys consider coming to Cleveland to be – either a co-number one or you know, side-by-side with Amari Cooper? Yeah, I mean, I suppose you're talking about like a Mike Evans-type guy. Um, Michael Pittman? Yeah, Michael Pittman's a great one. I don't know if they let him get out of there, to be honest with you, with a young quarterback and a guy who's so dependable. I just don't see that happening. Even if they don't strike a long-term deal, you know, they've got a franchise tag available, which is what's going to happen at T. Higgins, by the way, in Cincinnati. So... Here's what I would say. I would say if you want to try and get a veteran that's not top of the line, that's okay, but it's dependable, right? Mm-hmm. That, that You can do that. We're going to have to start finding guys in the draft We're just because of where we are financially. We're, I just mentioned to you what, how much Deshaun's cap number is going up. Well, he's not alone. No. There's other guys, and I don't know if Andrew Barry has other moves where maybe he's He's going to end up trading certain guys and saving money in certain areas. But there are certain dudes who I think whose contracts are are not tradable at this point. You have to wait probably another year or, you you know, you can't move on. There are certain guys. Go look at the guaranteed dollars. Like if you want to go look at an over the cap to kind of start to introduce yourself to what sort of situation the Browns are in. Um, But if you don't want to get in the weeds, I get that too. I'm just saying that. In fantasy football, yeah, it'd be a great thing to go get guys in free agency. I just don't know if financially it's realistic. Great job at the Super Bowl, Chris. Outstanding, and uh, thanks for being with us today, buddy. Thanks, Chris. Absolutely. All right, appreciate it, guys. Take care. Chris Rose joining us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Cover all uh, emotions on that. You know, that, that segment started off innocently enough. And then by the end of the segment, young Jake Volnick, who is sitting. Yeah, there he is. I see him now. Jake was saying that segment couldn't have ended quickly enough. What, it's not what, what he said. What was going on, Jake? That is not what he said. What was going on? No, I said it ended just in time. There Perfectly. Were, there were uh, a few calls that came in after the segment that had ended that probably uh, shouldn't be heard to the ears of the listeners. Would have pushed us <laughs> over the top, yes. Yeah. Would have, would have had a meeting with the Pooh afterwards? Oh, uh, Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. That, okay. Well, we're glad that didn't happen then. Chris Rose just uh, summed up things with Deshaun Watson and – Andy, we've been saying it. We've been thinking it. People are writing it now. It's becoming very evident. If you watch the Super Bowl, Chris hammered it home. Deshaun Watson has to be really good. I mean, that's, that's what you that's what you got the guy for. It's what the guy was at one point. I'd say most of the first four years of his career, he was outstanding in Houston. And that's what the Browns traded for. And he's played 11 games in the last three years. And we know that's an issue, don't we? However, a lot of folks feel the same way that Chris does, that I do, that you do. Um, And Eric Edholm, who is the lead draft writer for NFL.com, apparently feels the same way. NFL Power Rankings, Chief Cement Dynasty in Super Bowl 58, what's next for the 49ers? And he has his power rankings for the NFL already. Looking ahead the next year. Tell me something good. Number one, Chiefs. Number two, Niners. Right. Number three, Ravens. Number four, Lions. Five, Bills. Six, Dallas Cowboys. Seven, Houston Texans. Eight, Cleveland Browns. Eight. Cleveland Browns. And he talks about Kevin Stefanski and Browns, what they overcame this year and blah, 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 and all kinds of nice stuff. And then he said this, the pressure already has been on Deshaun Watson, but now it's cranked up even more. After Joe Flacco's stirring late-season performance, and the Browns have to know that the Super Bowl window won't stay open for very long. We need to strike while the iron's hot. Watson must deliver a major step up in terms of performance. Eight. How many NFC teams out of us? AFC or NFC? NFC, sorry, NFC. Of NFC teams, there's one, the Cowboys, Lions, three. Only three. So four AFC teams and three. So he puts us at five. He's got us on the outside. Five on the AFC. So he's got the Ravens. I mean, if you look at it, it's the Ravens to win the AFC North, the Browns to come in second. Yeah, he has the Chiefs, 
the Ravens, the Bills, Texans, and Browns. And then he has a ways to go before you get down to the Bengals or the Steelers. Wow. I, I just I, Steelers are 14. He has Bengals lower at that at 18. If Chris is right about what T. Higgins, uh, about them invoking the uh, franchise status on him. Yeah. I, I just. Which, I, by the way, if you're the Bengals and you could afford it, you sure. do it in a heartbeat. He's I, good. I just, I can't count Cincinnati out. I mean, they were injured this year. That's all I can think about with right. Cincinnati. I, Cincinnati is going to have a shot to win the AFC North again next year. I don't care what that says. Every team in the division, maybe, and I, I shouldn't even do this, with no. the exception of uh, somebody with a logo on one side of their helmet only, I would think. Yeah, we said that this year. And they I know, still made the I know. I think, but I think every team in the division actually has a chance. The team I would put on the outside would be the Steelers. But I I still think they have a chance because you never you can never count them out. They're too good of an organization. But Somehow, I, some way, they can win playing ugly football and still get to the playoffs. Did you like Chris's idea? And I do with a with an asterisk of going into the draft and looking for the wide receiver. Yes. Okay, I do too. The Are you old, taking a wide receiver in the second round? That's my question. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm I'm taking the highest one on the board I can find. In fact, Andy, if I if I could, I might package that second round pick with a player. And move up into the first round. You don't round. have to whisper it. You've got a microphone. And, Just oh, say it. Sorry. And move up to the first round and pick up a, a wide receiver I'm higher on. But as we've already talked about, the Browns have had a tough time drafting wide receivers and finding guys who are able to really contribute. But isn't the third round the home of Browns drafting wide receivers? Yeah, I know. And how's that worked? Sure. But how's that worked? Well, I mean, it's just a number, isn't it? It's it's the way your draft board looks. I, who knows? Maybe there's a gigantic steal in the second round sitting there, and they may pay. They might play a position like defensive end, and you're like, wow, this guy should have been. I, you never know when someone's going to try to, you know. Smoke a bong through a gas mask. <laughs> and they end up in the second round or later in the draft. That's the most honest-looking, heartfelt <laughs> belly laugh I've seen on you in like seven years. <laughs> I mean, you just never know. I mean, and he, he was a great NFL player right now. I just, oh, golly. you just, you never know what's going to happen in the draft. And maybe you get lucky, but maybe if you are circling the position to draft, it's, over six two wide receiver. How's they that sound? they have to in the they, second. They've, they've got to scout them like crazy. Andy, Andy, I'd go two, get two of them. I mean, can you tell me who the top five wide receivers on this team are going to be next year? No. And if I'm going to count on Deshaun Watson to be the man, then I better make sure I give him every weapon that he needs. And I don't think you have enough weapons, so I'm going to help him out. I'm going to get him. I would love to get him one of those top free agents if it's possible. And the, the highest pick in my draft. If you think there's a wide receiver there who's worthy of that. You know, it doesn't even have to be, and I, I am usually a big proponent of drafting the best player on your draft board. I think this time around, if, if I get to the second round and there's a guy there who is a wide receiver and another guy who's a safety, I'm, I'm, and they're real close, I'm going with a wide receiver, you know, or fill in the blank at any other position. Just with this team in this time frame, I, I think you have to have it. I think it's essential for this team moving forward. But again, it goes back to Deshaun Watson. And with all that said, Andy, I think it's pretty impressive that you're seeing a guy like like Eric Edholm, who we've had on the show before, have the Browns at number eight in his power rankings. 
It's pretty good. I don't know, I'm just looking at NFL receivers for the draft. So the top, when I look at CBS, their top 11 wide receivers are all over six foot. So that makes me happy. Because you think you'd second round, you'd be able to get one of the 11, right? I don't think that's I outrageous. Would... No, but they're going to they're gonna be flying off those draft boards. I, w- I would think you'll find somebody in the second round. Problem oh. is, if, if you have... Could you imagine if they got Marvin Harrison Jr.? We would need a miracle to be able to get in, back um, in the draft. And... I'm sorry. Who would you have to trade? Meredith. Oh, you, uh, you'd have Meredith? to trade Miles Garrett. Do oh. you have you have 911 on speed dial? Yeah, I do. You I might think, want to I call I just, it. Yeah, and, I Andy, go, uh... I think Andy's got something something going on. I think there's are like a okay? shortcut on, so, on the phone that you like hit so a button good. and it makes an emergency. I'm just call. Dra- daydreaming okay? here for a second. I'm just daydreaming for a second. Can you guys, can you give a guy a moment on Valentine's Day to think about how lovely it would be to see the best player in college football play for your Browns? Wait, I, and I know there's no way it's ever going to happen. So please don't think I'm, okay. I'm, you know, Laramie Tunsil at this point. But I just think, <laughs> I, I, I just, to, I would to, love to tie the whole segment together there. It's kind of whole stand up. That was really right? nice. Yeah, thank you. Um, I just, I, I would love, I mean, you, you can't tell me you wouldn't love to see that. Oh. Well, of course you would, but it's not happening. That's why. Maybe he holds out and says, you must trade me to the Browns. That's why I'm looking at those free agents. I don't care how much money I'll Andy, lose. Andy, just trade at, me to the Browns. I'm looking to trades too. You know, there might be a wide receiver somewhere who's somewhat disgruntled and you could pick him up for a third round pick, something like that. And you tried that last year with Elijah Moore. It didn't work out real well. It didn't cost you a ton because you flopped picks and gave up a second rounder and you got Elijah. You know, maybe he makes the move. Sure hope so, but I don't he's now had two disappointing stretches with two different NFL teams. At some point you don't look at the team anymore and you look in the mirror. You know, he's gotta be better than he was too. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.